Welcome back to the Grain of Salt podcast. I'm Rachel, your host here, and this is episode two. I'm so excited to be sitting down with my aunt today. She's one of the strongest, bravest, and most resilient people I know, and I thought she'd be the perfect person to talk about uh, what we're going to be talking about today, which is basically healing and moving forward from trauma, loss, and pain that we experience in our lives. And before we dive in, I want her to introduce herself and talk about herself a little bit. (laughs) Thank you so much, Rachel. And I have to say it's an honor to be sitting here talking to you, and I'm so proud of you. Um, I've been on this spiritual journey now for almost 30 years. I am a mom of three amazing, amazing, amazing kids. I'm grateful and been married a long time to my best friend. And I just feel the spiritual journey that I've been on has really gotten me to this point. So I'm ready to share and I'd love to spread some of my wisdom any way I can. And I'm looking forward to this podcast. Thank you for having me. Of course. Excuse the dog in the background if you hear a little bit of extra noise. It's our live studio audience. Um, So I know, I think with the new year, people start thinking about the relationships they have and how they want to build a brighter year coming forward. And I know that we've been experiencing things in our family and everyone has their own problems that they're dealing with at home. And I think it's really important for us to talk today about how to move on from these situations that may cause trauma and heartbreak to us. So I want you to talk a little bit about the things that you've been doing to move on and how the people listening at home can do the same. Yes. Okay. So right now we are definitely in a challenging situation in our own family um, because we have had some toxicity and I'm trying to use the tools that I have studied so many years learning and and trying to really move forward from this point what what I have learned the most in this whole journey is that It's okay to experience pain and know that you will survive pain. One of the main things that I have found is that you must become aware of what it is that you're feeling. Mm -hmm. So the awareness of it, Rachel, is very important and not to feel that you're alone, that it's bad or wrong, but it's something that's going on in you that doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. So when you are in a toxic relationship, the first thing is the awareness. Something in you doesn't feel right and you want to listen to that. And I think a lot of people sometimes when they have these toxic relationships and they don't realize it at first, I think it's because they still want to maintain the relationship that they have and they might love this person and care for them and want them in their lives, but to recognize and be aware of what they're doing to you and the harm that they're causing you is important. So it goes along with awareness. Yes, yes. And with awareness becomes the next step. Um, 
is setting boundaries and being okay with, okay, so I feel something is not right in this relationship. So now I have to do something about it for myself. And what can I do about it? Even though I love this person and I'm not looking to remove this person out of my life entirely, although sometimes people have to do that. And that's your decision if you do. But if you don't have to do that, you can set a healthy boundary. What does that look like for you, a healthy boundary? I also think healthy boundaries are going to be different for everyone based mm -hmm. on who the relationship is with and who you are. And when it comes to boundaries, I think it's important to recognize the things that you're able to handle from that person and draw a line between when that relationship is getting too much for you and, yeah, maybe taking a step back yes. in the relationship. One of the interesting thing, things, Rachel, that I... Um, learned about when I was studying different toxic relationships is there is what we call a gray rock. And what a gray rock is, is that you're still in a relationship with somebody, but you, when you're speaking to them, you're not giving them any extra information. You're keeping the relationship very basic. Mm -hmm. Hi, how are you? You're feeling okay. You're not getting into any political discussions. You're not getting into any real feelings that could open yourself up to further wounds. So right. you're keeping it gray. And that's one of the techniques that I've been um, using now just from healing some of the wounds that I've gone through in mm -hmm. our family. It's just keeping the the conversations neutral. Yeah, and I think once we start, once if we don't do that and we start getting deeper and deeper into conversation, we open ourselves up more to that toxicity. And if we just overshare and keep going, that is what's going to make the relationship into something that you don't further than what you want it to be. Exactly, exactly. So it, 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 there is a talent in that, and that does take work. But sometimes because you love the person or the family member, or you may love your career, you're, you have to set it up where you're not going to keep being wounded in the future. Mm -hmm. The problem is, after you're aware of what it is that's happening, some of the wounds that you've experienced, they lodge in your body. So how, what are healthy ways to get rid of this? Um, some of the healthy ways that I've discovered is meditation. I've been meditating now for um, almost 30 years. And I don't go into any kind of deep, crazy meditation. But what I do is every day I'll spend 15 or 20 minutes quieting my mind, quieting my thoughts, becoming aware of my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that in itself lends to you a positive way of viewing what's going on in your own life. And I think for some people, the different ways of coping with it, they're definitely going to be different. And for the people out there that have never tried meditation before, I know for me, it's very hard for me to meditate because I have so much going on in my head all the time mm -hmm. and I think it's important for people to understand that it's okay to start small mm -hmm. if you need to meditate for two to three minutes to start off and gradually go for longer and longer periods of time because I know it, it is hard it's not easy to be in your 
own thought or just try to completely clear your mind because our minds are always working. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for us to put these um, thoughts of the unhealthy relationships we may have or the problems that these people are causing us. It's hard to put that away sometimes. And so I think for people that um, are new to meditation, need to go slowly and just realize that it is not a race. There's no beginning and end. It's a gradual experience to go through. And yeah, we're gonna take a quick break for one second. <laughs> okay, we're back and we're going to continue on talking about other ways to cope and deal with these uh, situations that we're in. Okay. Um, just to go back to the meditation real quick, when I first started out meditating, I started out five minutes a day, just writing down a mantra, I am love, and repeating that mantra in my head for five minutes a day. That's all I started out doing. And now when I meditate, I meditate 20 minutes a day. The thing with meditation, Rachel, the the good part about it is it's slowing down your thoughts. Yeah. So you're not, you don't keep revisiting all those same tapes. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the reasons I love meditation. But I know that you're, you know, really into the fitness, which I'm trying to get a little bit yeah. more into this year too. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people are, at, especially in the beginning of the year, and when it comes to incorporating fitness in your life as a coping mechanism, I think it's also important to remember that that shouldn't be the only thing that you're doing because it can become something obsessive and you want to make sure that you maintain a healthy relationship with your coping mechanisms as well. So also people might have problems with eating and using that to cope with their problems and it's important to not get obsessed with that kind of stuff. That's correct. Um, and I know there's a lot of different things now, especially with the social media. We have so much pressure to feel and look and do everything. It's just everything that you're doing that's good for yourself. You're either posting it or looking at somebody else that's posting it. So one of the things that I'm doing is I'm just trying to limit my social media, mm -hmm. limit my going on to Facebook. Is, it, is this something that when I do it, am I going to feel good about it? Or am I going to feel that I'm not doing that or I'm mm -hmm. not good enough or blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. I mean, that's one thing I think with the social media, media, it's wonderful in one respect that you're spreading good messages, mm -hmm. but in another, yeah. you're looking and you're competing too. I, I think that also goes back to awareness mm -hmm. and sometimes you're not aware that looking at all these posts, like you're not aware of what it's doing to you. Mm -hmm. And that happened to me for a really long time with Snapchat. And I just felt like every time I saw people's posts, I was feeling bad that I wasn't doing something fun or I wasn't hanging out with people or doing all these things. And I had to delete it because I realized that it wasn't healthy for me and I wasn't able to carry out the life that I wanted to if I was constantly looking at what other people were doing all day. I was like living through other people's lives instead of living my own. And I kind of had to draw a line and set those boundaries and just completely delete it. And 
I think it's kind of ironic, but uh, along with um, like meditation and limiting social media, there's so many apps. Like ironically, there's a lot of apps that help with that. Mm -hmm. And if you are new to meditation, there's like all those meditation apps you can search up in the app store and I know that there's screen time lim- screen time limits on your phone, so you can set how long you look at certain apps a day, and it'll like give you a blank screen when you've reached that limit, and you know it kind of is a physical reminder that hey, like you need to take a break, right. and you can listen to it, you can ignore the reminder or not, but that's up to you. But it's nice to just have someone or something keeping you accountable yes I know that that's a great tool to use Mm. too one of the things I wanted to talk about a little bit and I don't know how you view this but one of the um, components that I came up with that is so essential in dealing with any toxic situation is forgiveness Mm -hmm. Because forgiveness is a tough one and people struggle with that because it's almost as if you're saying what the other person did was okay and you're letting them off the hook. But really forgiveness is what we give ourselves. We give ourselves permission to go on and have the happy life that we deserve. If we don't forgive and we're holding all this resentment, it's only hurting us. Mm -hmm. So that's a big tool in dealing with anything toxic is forgiving the person and or whatever happened. Mm -hmm. And I know I struggle with it a lot because part of me wants to and I do. And then again, the feelings will come up that mm-hmm. are negative and I have to remind myself, okay, I'm aware of what's happening and I choose to forgive anyway. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is a choice. Yeah, and also going along with that, I think when it comes to relationships that you're deciding to terminate and not have anymore, um, people talk about closure a lot and having closure. And in certain situations, um, For instance, if you break up with someone and you feel like you haven't had that closure and you might want to reach out to um, your ex or whoever whoever it is in the friendship or relationship, you might want to reach out to them and search for closure in Mm -hmm. some respect. Mm -hmm. But I know in my personal experience, sometimes the closure that you need is within yourself. Yes. And that goes along with forgiveness. That forgiveness doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that you have to tell the person who's involved in the situation, but it can also be an inner working. Yes, that's a hundred percent correct. It's all an inner working. You def if you want to tell the person, you certainly can, mm-hmm. but you don't have to. Just by setting the intention of I am going to forgive this particular person or this particular thing that happened to me and I am going to release it. Just setting that intention is the first step in healing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to remember with people to hurt people hurt people. And I read and I hear that a lot in a lot of the spiritual teachings, a lot of the books, a lot of the meditations I've done hurt people, hurt people. And that's something that you have to remember and understand that you don't always have to carry and fix everything. Mm -hmm. Be light with yourself. Enjoy the journey. Mm -hmm. Recognize that this is a journey and 
no matter how old you are, and I'm a lot older than you, <laughs> been around the block, it's the journey is going on every day, every every day, every second. You're pretty much born anew and given another chance to rethink something. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, because we were discussing before the show, you were saying something about, um, help, we were talking about healthy boundaries in toxic friendships. Yeah. So I know a lot of times when we think of toxic, we think of boyfriend-girlfriend, mm-hmm. family dynamics, but sometimes it does yeah, also... definitely. And I think a lot of people have experience with toxic friends or friends whose values don't align with your own mm-hmm. and that can turn into a harmful relationship and speaking vaguely um I do I've had friendships where I am happy to be around people and I like their presence and their company and their friendship is something that is important to me but there's also aspects of the relationship that do harm to me and my well-being and I think it's important to recognize that and realize that it's okay if you still want to be friends with these people, but you have to kind of draw a line of where you'll take the toxic things that they're giving you. And one thing that we were talking about to do that is to slowly um, distance yourself in certain situations and kind of take every... Um, interaction with them one by one and case by case and if something is going well in that friendship then you can keep it as it is but if you start to see those little peaks of toxicity making its way into the relationship that's kind of when you need to stop and be aware of it and take actions to not have that happen anymore yep that's perfect you, you really it's a matter of knowing your own worth yeah and when you know your own worth, you're able to love yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's like a very foreign concept for us, loving ourselves. And just even hearing it kind of makes the, the hair on my arms stand up. We're not, as a society, we almost feel like it's selfish for us to love ourselves. Right. But the only way that we could really love others is by loving ourselves. So it's so essential in any healthy relationship so when you're in a friendship and the person is you don't feel that great around them by staying there and taking some of the abuse it's almost as if you're not loving yourself Mm -hmm. but when you are setting that healthy boundary and you're saying to yourself you know what I matter I don't really care how I'm feeling in the situation and I'm gonna speak up that's really a vital step in loving yourself. Yeah. And I think um, surrounding yourself with the people that aren't toxic and that make you a better person, really immersing yourself into those relationships and working on building those up is another great way to cope with the other toxic relationships that you may have. Yes, absolutely. What I'm in, in the course that I'm writing right now, I'm really studying and working on our vibration. Mm-hmm. So when you are with like-minded people, you're with people that are vibrating in a positive manner in a similar way that you are. So the more people that you are 
put yourself around that are positive, the more positive things that are mm-hmm. going to be entering your life and your existence. So that we're really all energy and we do vibrate at a certain frequency, which is a, another podcast for another day. <laughs> but it's real important to surround yourself with people that are positive and think like you do so that, you know, you could enjoy your life and it it is our birthright to be happy so I'm so yes I'm so happy and so proud of you to just even be sitting down and having this conversation I feel like I could just cry I can't (laughs) you really are an extraordinary young woman Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I also don't think I could have a conversation like this if I was younger. I think now that I'm older and I kind of understand, well, in our situation, like our family dynamic and kind of knowing what's going on and being more aware of it. Like when we're younger, we don't really under, we don't always understand what's going on in our family or what's happening with our parents or siblings or anything. And being at an older age, really just, I can tell that I'm getting older. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You're much more mature and you're aware and you're, you know, you're standing up for yourself Mm -hmm. and you're realizing right from wrong. And it doesn't mean that we're not going to make mistakes in this journey Mm because we will, but you know, we, we matter and we have to value ourselves. That's a big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the other things that I also wanted to talk about that we were talking a little bit about earlier, which kind of goes along with everything we've been saying is to really trust your gut in all these situations of trauma and or loss pain heartbreak is to listen to the voice inside of you and what it's telling you because that voice inside of you knows you better than Mm -hmm. anyone else and it's important to listen to how you feel when you're put in a certain situation and acting accordingly listening to what your body's telling you and i know that you were saying earlier to me about how um you were experiencing physical symptoms yes. from this trauma. Yes. And so if you could talk about that a yes, little bit. Sure, sure. Well, what, would, what was happening with me is because whenever you have any type of trauma from loved ones is it does, it will settle in your body and it pushes down deep and different things could trigger it and what happened with me is I started to feel um I was getting double vision I was starting to feel lightheaded physically I was feeling as though something wasn't right now this is after I was having these conversations with some of the toxic people I would feel a physical symptom after. So I started to started to see that when I had these type of conversations with this particular person, I was not feeling well after. So I understood that I had to set a boundary where I wasn't going to be treated poorly because it was affecting me physically. Now Um, you know, uh, it could be, I am definitely older now, but I don't even think it's a matter of age. I think that like you were saying with the intuition, we feel a certain way and we have to listen to that. And if we don't, our bodies 
are going to act out. Mm-hmm. And that what was what, what that's what was happening with me yeah. is my body was acting out. Now when I set the healthy boundary, I no longer felt these symptoms. So I'm not saying that that would be the case with everybody, but if you're feeling sick over a relationship, you're feel and you're feeling physically sick, then guess what? Your body is telling you something. Mm, you like, need to listen is, to it. Right. This is not good for you. Yeah. And that's what I did. Well, we covered a lot today, and I just want to quickly kind of give a little summary of mm-hmm. the main things we were talking about. Um, so let's the first thing that is important to understand is awareness. Mm-hmm. You can continue on. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So, you know, just so you know, I am working on a program to help people that are dealing with toxic people and toxic relationships. And the name of the program is going to be Raw Releasing All Wounds. And I came up with (laughs) some of the um, techniques that are vital in moving forward from this. Mm -hmm. One of them, like we discussed, is awareness. Mm -hmm. Awareness that there's something going on. You're going to feel that through your body. The second one is identifying the wound in your body. So in other words, when you're involved in a toxic relationship, it's going to settle somewhere, especially if it's years and years of abuse. And it's going to settle somewhere in your body, whether like I was having physical reactions to it. Some people have mental reactions to to wounds Mm -hmm. but you're aware of it and then you're identifying it in your body then you're going to release it and you're going to find like we discussed healthy ways of releasing it Mm -hmm. through exercise meditation um breath the next thing is forgiveness now that's a Mm -hmm. you know a whole other toughie (laughs) that's a toughie but we do that inside ourselves for ourselves And then the last piece is loving ourselves. And that's also tough. But I think if you're able to incorporate these steps into your wounds, you're going to break free from them. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That's our right, to break free and live the life that we deserve. And sitting here with you is living (laughs) my life. What could I say, Rachel? I love you. Oh, I love you too. Well, that was a great talk I'm we barely brushed the surface I think of all of these things but I hope what we talked about today gave you some tools and gave you a better idea of how you can cope with your own relationships in your life and how to heal and move forward from the things that cause us pain and again Aunt Stacy, I want to thank you oh, for being it's my here pleasure. thank you so it's much for pleasure. sharing all the wisdom that you have um accumulated throughout your life and your experiences i'm really grateful that i have you as a role model to look up to it's my pleasure sweetheart (laughs) and you're you're doing great things already just you being here is a great just beautiful for our family and for the world thank you well thank you all so much for listening if you know someone who you think could get a lot out of this episode please share it with them Um, yeah, if you can somehow give us a rating, I think you could do that on iTunes. If you can somehow find it on there, that would be amazing. Or finding me on Instagram, um, Cilantro Soul. I will put it in the show notes if you want to reach out and give me any feedback. 
And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Thank you all so much for listening. And I hope you took everything we said with a grain of salt.